This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Someone who is arguably the best wide receiver in all of football. That Antonio Brown is now an Oakland Raider. Surprise, Raider Nation. We're coming at you uh, with a little bit of a bonus episode. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the episode that just dropped a couple days before, uh, Sunday morning, actually at midnight, Make sure you go back and listen to that episode 35. That's with Bansky. Uh, we talk about all things Raiders, and we looked at training camp battles with Kenny King. So like I said, if you're listening to this, maybe go back, listen to that first. But what we're going to do is I had a little trip up to Napa on Sunday today. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to break down some of the things that stood out to me the most, uh, some takeaways that I had, some surprises, and I'm just going to talk about maybe the overall experience of how it was down there this year. So. Let's get into it. First things first. I had myself a little bit of a surprise. We had no idea that Antonio Brown was going to be practicing today. Uh, We saw him go out there. He was kind of wearing a custom Raiders Antonio Brown jersey or t-shirt. Had a number 84 on the back, but did not look like a practice jersey or anything of some sort. Uh, He had his cleats on, maybe tennis shoes, you know, just kind of hanging out, had a little hat on, walking up and down the sideline while everyone's kind of stretching out, getting warmed up. Uh, then I'm trying to just, you know, look around. It's my, it's my first time there this year. So I'm trying to just take in everything as a whole, see you, check out all the players, see what's going on, look at the staff. And before I know it, I look back over and Antonio Brown's like fully suited out. He has his neon green shoes. He has his neon green spandex on. He's got his helmet on. He's catching passes. I'm like, holy crap, this guy's going to practice for us today. Sure enough, he goes out there, uh, some little offensive drills, something simple, you know, maybe like a, like a four or five man drill. Uh, just quarterback drop back, have a couple wide receivers running around. Antonio Brown, he ran a few routes out into the flat, caught a few easy catches, got the crowd roaring up, of course, because nobody expected him to be there, so any catch was a cool catch. Um, and then before you knew it, he was streaking down the field, he catches a bomb, like 50-plus yards, uh, which was a beautiful throw, beautiful, I mean, the dude was just streaking down the field, like, just fine. Um, and then he had, like, a little slight collision with one of those you know, bystander people. They're not really the, they're not like staff and they're not players or anything. They're like fill in people. So whenever they're doing their warmups, uh, they just kind of stand out there to like, I don't know, make formations or, you know, kind of be a phantom defense or something like that. And just so happened to get to the other side of the field and catch one of those guys off guard, kind of blindside, uh, was a blindside collision. 
Uh, but they both got up. They were both fine. The one guy was a little shaken up, but Antonio Brown was fine. That was the one person I was the most concerned of. But uh, everything went good. He even ran a few more routes after that. And I think that was already the plan. Wasn't going to get him out there for very long. Just get some light work in. And that was probably the cherry on top. You don't want your wide receiver out there coming off a little minor injury to, you know, go get hurt again by some running into some random dude. So, yeah, like I said, it was a pleasant surprise to see Antonio Brown, even though it was short. It was definitely better than nothing and uh, makes me very hopeful and optimistic uh, for a near return. But probably my favorite guy of the day, I'm just going to start off with this, was Jonathan Abram. The first thing I see him doing, uh, they're kind of running some individual drills at the beginning. Uh, defensive backs are running down the sidelines, catching some like fade routes or guarding some fade routes on some of the bigger wide receivers and tight ends. Um, I see Jonathan Abram going up against Marcel Aitman. Like I said, this is, you know, they're probably going 50%. Abram breaks up the pass and immediately turns around, jumps in Aitman's face, hardcore, all up in the face mask. John Adam. Uh, looked real intense, looked genuine, really just getting in there and uh, setting the tone, man. I'm loving everything that, that Jonathan Abram is doing. And sometimes you worry, like, you know, can this guy back it up? Well, I'll tell you what, on the 11-on-11s, um, right now with no pads, there's not a whole lot you can do to look in the trenches. Offensive line is going to be limited. Defensive line is going to be limited. So I'm really looking at the wide receivers and the secondary. That's kind of the key for me right now. And Jonathan Abram was a monster back there he was pretty much picking up i believe everything that the quarterback was giving him to his side of the field um you can see him kind of making adjustments towards where the ball was going he was pretty much there no matter what he made one sweet interception if you guys saw that most likely on the raiders page uh gary on Connolly with some tight coverage and abram reads it perfect slips underneath comes out with a big interception which in reality could have been a pick six-esque interception was huge and then he had another play uh where he was almost the same situation he was able to jump a route uh lost his footing was still a bad throw still almost intercepted it was just came up on him it was maybe a foot short in front of him uh but yeah he was there he was making some big plays and he even had a couple good little hits on some guys you could tell he's having to hold back but he can't hold back all the way the dude wants to go out there he wants to hit i'm loving everything that we're getting out of jonathan abram man but jumping over to the offensive side of the ball, obviously we found a good rookie one-two punch, or I shouldn't really say one-two punch, but a good duo back there in the backfield. Josh Jacobs has clearly been given uh, the first team running back roles. He's our starter. He's there. And fullback Alec Ingold, even though he's kind of has a little bit more, uh, I guess, better chance now, should I say, of being a starter with the injury of Keith Smith, I think he was already there from the get-go. Um, it really looks like number 28 and number 45 are going to be the guys that you see the most in the backfield. Jacob's looking really shifty. He's kind of one of those guys, uh, just the eyeball test, one of few, kind of like a Saquon Barkley, where he can be real stocky, he can have those real big, strong legs, and not lose any shiftiness or quickness. Man, the dude is light on his feet. Looks real good. Alec Ingold is getting a lot of special attention on the side. Uh, really working on his blocks. Really working on his footwork. And the dude can really catch out of the backfield. So I'm really impressed with this duo. But one surprise I'll say. Doug Martin uh, still has some gas left in the tank. I, I hate to say it. Uh, people don't, I don't think all around like seeing him stick around, but Doug Martin is looking pretty dang good. Um, he's definitely going out there. He's giving it his all. You can't knock him for that. Um, he looks fast and honestly, I mean, he's pretty consistent. He's a good veteran presence. I like him. 
uh, mentoring Josh Jacobs. So if he sticks around another year and is kind of our backup, I'm all for it. And then you also got to look at even Jalen Richard. He didn't really get any first team reps today, um, but he's working heavily with the second team pretty much exclusively as they're running back. Um, so that's big time for him. Let him kind of develop, maybe give him, um, you know, a little bit more versatility himself. Let him focus on that. But I will say, even though he's not my favorite overall today for the camp, J.J. Nelson came out and he made two huge plays. He probably had the two best plays of the entire camp besides, should I say, two best offensive plays of the entire camp. At first, you find him uh, streaking down the middle of the field, wide open deep, uh, gets hit on a dime, touchdown, perfect, the dude's fast. And then you see him kind of coming across the middle of the field. I believe it was Glennon, maybe the quarterback, throws it up. It's pretty. It's a pretty high ball. The sucker was probably going to go over his head. Dude makes a leap, spins into a 360, comes back across, finds himself wide open, cuts up the field, touchdown again. It was it was pretty amazing. J.J. Nelson is definitely, I would say, not a lock to make the roster, but I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Um, someone that's going to you know go out there and maybe rotate in, give us some speed. He's not necessarily a slot wide receiver, but I would like to see maybe if someone adjusted him to get in there, get a little bit shifty because the dude is fast, man. J.J. Nelson was definitely impressive today. Now looking at Gary on Connolly and Daryl Worley. Uh, it's pretty much, it was the same setup that we ended with last year. Gary on Connolly was in there and he was looking pretty good. Uh, he had issues sometimes keeping up with Tyrell Williams and keeping up with some of the bigger body guys, which he's always kind of had an issue with. It's just hard to, what, what do you do? I mean, they pretty much box him out. He's, he's kind of a smaller corner, um, but he's always there. He's always ready to make the play. If there's a catch made on him, which was maybe only a couple that I remember, uh, he was right there to make the tackle. He had his hands wrapped around him as soon as he got the ball. Um, so I was definitely impressed with Gary on Conley's play. And even Daryl Worley. Daryl Worley's been playing great, especially going down the sideline. Uh, depending on the wide receivers that he's facing, anyone's speedy. It's kind of hard to get to him because every time he covered J.J. Nelson, he would play just like he did last year. He would play really soft. I don't know what it is about him playing soft. He gives them way too big of a cushion. All it takes is a little curl or they just kind of, you know, just run like a quick out and they're wide open. Uh, that's kind of been his knock. So it's kind of just if Daryl Worley can brush up on some of his fine mechanics right there on the line, and be able to, I don't know, play the short game as well as the deep ball in the same play. Uh, really work on that, on turning his hips. Maybe that's his issue. He's just a little slow. He's trying to get trying to get an early jump on some of them speedy wide receivers. If he can get that down, um, I'm pretty confident in what Daryl Worley can do this year. But, talking about corners, for whatever reason, I mean, I like, I like Trayvon Mullen. He's coming out and he's obviously, you know, everyone's, hoping he's competing for that starting spot as well he's got some competition there but for whatever reason Isaiah Johnson today and yesterday on some clips that I saw has been really standing out to me I don't know what it is but this guy his he's tall he's long and he's fast and every time I saw him covering Tyro Williams covering JJ Nelson covering even little I mean, anybody he is running with them stride for stride I'm not sure if there was a pass caught on him today. Uh, he was just blanket coverage. There's no really getting past him. Isaiah Johnson, if I can start an Isaiah Johnson hype train, I'm starting it now for whatever reason. I'm not sure if he can get a system down and you know brush up on his NFL technique and find his spot in this system with Paul Gunther. 
I'm loving Isaiah Johnson. You heard it here first, number 31, Isaiah Johnson. That's my guy this year. That's my, that's my sleeper at corner. I think this guy's going to be earning some reps soon. And then to wrap it up, one last guy I want to talk about is Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is going to live up to his nickname, third in Renfro. Almost every third down, he was in there. He was in the slot. And he's not necessarily, uh, I don't want to, he's not fast. He's not super quick. But he's kind of sneaky. He kind of he, he falls into exactly what we need. You know, if it's a third and eight, he finds those nine to ten yards, and you see him kind of just falling into a space, turning around. Um, I think the first third and eight, uh, he just kind of ran like this weird little hook and shifted over into a gap. Um, he just got drilled in the stomach. Derek just drilled him in the stomach, and all he did was fall back for the first. So that's exactly what we need. All we need is just a guy that realizes, look, let's not make this a highlight reel. Let's just find your spot. Let's pick up the dang first down. So Hunter Renfro, um, I think, knows his role. And from what I'm hearing, it sounds like that he's going to be our starting slot receiver. It's his job to lose at this point unless someone steps up. But Hunter Renfro was definitely the last player here unless some things, you know, skip my mind. There's a lot to take in today. Hunter Renfro, actually, like I said, oh, there, see, there we go. I already remember and I was about to forget. Daniel Carlson. He picked up exactly where he left off last year. Um, as I was sitting down, I walked over. I was talking to, to Darren and Roger Carr for a minute. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, uh, we're right behind the goalpost, and all of a sudden, Daniel Carlson's over here just drilling field goals over our head, man. And he was at one point, ooh, I'd say 45, 50 yards deep, and uh, they were still soaring, man, maybe 10, 15 yards past the goalpost. So I was extremely happy right down the middle. Uh, Daniel Carlson coming in. Uh, with no doubt right there at kicker. So I'm super pumped. So yeah, guys, like I said, this was just a super quick bonus episode. I wanted to tell you about my trip to Napa. It was awesome. It was super hot. But me and my dad went down there. He got some cool Raiders memorabilia. Um, He got a Derek Carr picture. He got it signed by Derek Carr when we were down there talking with his family. As I was walking out, I got to take a picture with Gary on Conley himself. It was pretty cool. And yeah, all together, I'm just going to say that the vibe of this camp is way different. And I think what it comes down to, you can call me crazy all you want, but it comes down to the rookies, man. These rookies are out there. They're fired up. They're fresh. And that's what it takes. It takes guys coming into this building ready to go. And I will say maybe Hard Knocks um, is giving guys a little extra incentive to, you know, look a little fired up, you know, play a part. But it's okay. Hey, fake it till you make it, guys. Get out there. Get fired up. Maybe it sets a whole new tone for the season that you guys weren't planning on and I'm loving it. So I'm going to end this episode where it is. Like I said, if you haven't listened to episode 35 that dropped this weekend, just a day or two before, make sure you go back and listen to it. Don't miss it because I dropped this bonus episode. But until the next episode, Raider Nation, I'll see you later.